0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in a lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Uh, I believe two and a half weeks, three weeks, I suck at math, out before the top of the world, six uh, on the rooftop of Plymouth Meeting. Um, we're doing a series of podcasts with uh, people performing that evening. Um, today's guest on the show, I believe I first met maybe 1990s. I, I have no idea. 99, 2001. She's a... Uh, a friend of my brother, Sam's, um, I do believe one of her early incarnations of a band, she opened up for Downtown Harvest at PW, which I think might have been one of like the last of our five shows together. Um, and since then, she's, being in, she's been putting out a bunch of uh, solo music. She has a new album right now called I, America. She's going to be serenading everybody up there on the rooftop. Her set's at 8.30. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Miss Erica Corbo. How are you? Of course. So, um, I, I guess today, today's date is what? Monday, Monday August the 28th, 2017. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I, I mean, like, your album title is I, America. Like, we're just going to get into it right away. Like, how do you feel about America today? Have you seen the news about Houston? Yeah, I've seen, I mean, about the flooding and everything. I don't
1: really know much about the political end of that uh, catastrophe. I don't know what the president's doing or if there's emergency control in place or anything like that, but, um, I've heard bad things, of course, about
0: that, which is to be expected, I guess. I know, it's, it's, it's hard when you see stuff like that because you feel so helpless. I mean, I guess, like, you can call and you can donate money towards, like, the American Red Cross, you can text them money, I mean, but, like. I guess a part of me, like, wishes that I could just jump in a boat and, like, make my way down there. Because I've actually been to the city of Houston, I think it was, like, 2004 or 2005. I was there with a band called Brother. And the people were really, really polite and nice. And, like, the one thing that they said on the news today that I can attest to is that it's really flat. Like, it's a flat, like, city. So, like, all this water, it's not running off. And, like, these poor people on the news and just, like, it's terrible to see. But, I mean... I just wish like uh, more could be done. I wish that the the city was evacuated. A lot of people are upset with the president because he was tweeting about like book recommendations when people were like uh, practically almost drowning. But
1: yeah, I mean, I guess that's just part of the course with him,
0: though. How do you feel about him? Uh, Well, I mean, I
1: I feel terribly about President Trump. I was horrified on. Before, but I like I was just devastated the next day. Like I never thought he would win, of course. Probably what everyone says. But um yeah, I it just uh, it's hard to believe. It still
2: feels so real to
1: me. I feel a little
0: like disconnected from it. Um it like
1: is I don't believe that it's like really happening.
0: <laughs> I actually saw a trailer this morning for uh American Horror Story. I think it's cult this season and it focuses on election night. I
1: heard that but I had not like, I,
0: is, is it going to be uh, supernatural still, or is it just like real life horrors? I, I from the trailer, I really can't tell. But I, I do. The one thing that I remember is uh, Sarah Polson, whatever her character is in this this uh, series, she, um, she she's watching the television and she hears uh, Donald Trump win, projecting like uh, Donald Trump is a projected winner, and she just screams at the top of her lungs. But I, it's an interesting oh my concept. Gosh. It's an interesting concept to, like, that quickly put it into a TV show. But I, it just, I, America, I mean, the album I, America, like, is making me think about America and, like, all these things that are going on and, like, how, like, I guess when we were growing up, it didn't really, we didn't really have problems like that. And, like, people now are just so, I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the MTV Music Awards last night, but, like. It was really bad production, by the way. If if people were out there to Yeah, listening, I never but... watched those. What was the deal? I looked at the results this morning, but. I don't really know many of the artists anymore that are actually winning these awards. Yeah. But I mean, um, I, I watched this like you know as a, I guess pop culture reference. But like Katy Perry was the host, and her jokes were really, really just off. Like and she kept talking about how she's been in space. And she returned to Earth, and, like, the whole world's gone to shit. And it was just like, okay, we get it. But, like, it, the pundit went on and on forever. But there was a, a lot of um, moments last night where people uh, chose to speak out about what's going on. And, the only, I mean, there's a couple ones. That actually, Robert E. Lee's, I think, great-great-grandson. I'm not really sure, like, how many greats are in there. But he, <laughs> came, he came up, told everybody who he was, and denounced racism in America. Um, Paris Jackson actually did something where... I think she was supposed to just come and, like, announce, like, the nominees for, like, an award, but instead she decided to, I guess, like, you know, make her political message be known. And uh, I thought that was, I mean, like, you know, anytime somebody can speak out, but at the same time, I feel as if speaking out against something is a lot different than actually doing something about it and changing it, you know? And, like, I've been thinking about, like... um, like our parents generations you know like the 60s and the 70s and stuff like that and the counterculture movement and people trying to make a difference and then like they kind of like you know just gave up you know like they're yeah. like okay like okay whatever like i'm gonna get you know a mortgage on a house and have kids and like i get that because i'm a father now and like you really have to like put aside your feelings but how do you feel about that like you know like like in the 60s this was happening now in 2017 i imagine 30 years in the future people look back at this this time era with, like, a specific, like, type of, like, like, what do you think, like, this time will be, like, classified as? The next civil um, rights movement? Yeah, I
1: mean, I think there's a, a lot that can go into that answer because um, I think that these problems did exist um, in America before now. Like, there are a lot of things that seem now to us to be, uh, like, all this hate coming out. It was it was obviously already there. Um, so in a way, I'm glad it's getting exposed now, um, even though it's ugly to look at. Now that we see how bad the problem still is, I think it it's like a wake-up call, and it can maybe um, start to fade away. I think that this era uh, will definitely be it's like while we're living in it, it's kind of like, it doesn't feel, maybe to some it does, but it doesn't always feel to me as extreme as I think it will be viewed in the history book. Um, as far as it being like the next civil rights movement or something, I hope so. I hope it's, it's viewed in a positive light like that. Um, and I think that, I don't know, first of all, living in America, like being kind of lulled to sleep by convenience is always a an issue or like a a kind of a a problem like you said with our parents generations or when you have a kid and you're just kind of trying to get through your daily life and you know make your family happy and have sanity yourself and um I don't know that they quit on on solving like those problems of women's rights and civil rights and all of that um I think it did get a lot better from them, but I think this is just a continuation of that. And I think we had this, like, lie to ourselves that uh, those kind of problems went away, or um, at least white people. I mean, I guess maybe black people never felt like they went away. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm kind of glad, in a way, that they're rearing their heads now. It makes me really sad because I really like President Obama, and I just really don't want his whole legacy to be, like, erased now that
0: we have Trump in the White House, but... Yeah, it is true. I guess, like, so that generation, they did, like, you know, plant the seeds and stuff like that, but it's like... Yeah. How do you, like... Like, racism is, like... It's a stain on the rug that just won't ever fucking come out. Like, how do we get rid, like, of that mindset? Like, how do we, like... Like, how do we understand that we're all kind of looking through the same eyes? We're all one consciousness. We're not separated by you know economic divide we're not separated by skin color we're, we're literally all like if if there is a creator and I will never say like you should believe this you should believe that because I don't believe in yeah. pushing people like you know you can believe whatever you want to believe but if there was like you know a creation like don't you think that like it was like if we're, we're all kind of like doing this together and like what is the point of just like being so like like angry at other people just because of the way that their their skin color is, their religious beliefs, like I I don't know. There's a there's a guy in my neighborhood um who who is I won't say who he is or his address or anything like that, but he de- he has a Confederate flag that he flies outside of his house. Like um and he puts that flag out there um anytime there's like a discord in like, you know, the news or like, you know, like obviously after Charlottesville, the flag was right out there and like in the, in the days afterwards, I found myself, like, really, really, like... Uh, I, like, I'd walk my son past the house every day, and, like, I'd get angry, like, walking past there. But, I don't know, I, I went on vacation last week. I kind of connected it with the, the ocean. I got salt, you know, in my veins, I guess. And, like, I was just like, I have to let go of this anger. Like, so, like, I almost feel as if, like, you know, that... There's something to be said about that. Like, you know, like, you can't ever heal unless you give, like, you know, the wound... Like, you know, you you have to give it time to, like, you know, progress and, like, you know, it, it's just hard. It's it's just, like, solving, like, the ancient old mystery of, like, how do you get rid of hate in America?
1: Yeah, um, I think what you said about time is probably the most crucial aspect because, I mean, it seems like a long time ago to us, but, like, the first civil rights movement was, what, like, 50 or 60 years ago. I mean, that's not... That long ago, and slavery wasn't even that long ago, and and even though a lot of people may understand intellectually that you know there's no need for prejudice or hatred or fear, um, they still might feel it, even at tiny, tiny levels. Even people that you think you know aren't racist. I even see this in myself sometimes. Like you just. Uh, it's it's just so ingrained, and it's just also a natural reaction to viewing things that are different from you that you maybe don't understand. That people have a reaction of fear. And what I don't understand is people that go so far as to be like white supremacists or flying the like Confederate flag. I don't, I can't get into their mindset. But I do have faith that over time, uh, that fear will get. Like, over generations, I mean, like, long time, like, maybe hundreds of years. The fear and distrust will hopefully get um, spread out. We'll just It will just keep fading out. Either that or the whole race will just
0: implode and be extinct, and then we won't have any of these problems anyway. <laughs> I always talk about on the podcast that uh, it's either Jesus or the aliens, you know what I mean? We need somebody, something's going to happen to <clears throat> unite all of us together. And, you know even if it was just, like, a sighting of something that's not from this world, like, something to make everyone just be like, oh, there's a lot more going on than we think here. But I totally agree with <laughs> you what you're saying about, like, uh, like generations. Like, it's it's important, like, you know, for the kids that are being born today to be aware of, like, what it was. But, like, you know, like, I, I just – I'm scared that there's so many people who, like, hatred – Towards not just only like other people of race or like people who are homosexuals or people who are yeah. uh, long hair musicians who are stay at home dads or you know like stuff <laughs> like that you know what I mean like just hate in general like it is the, it, yeah it's the it's the world's biggest problem I mean hunger all that stuff I know but if we can get rid of hate and like learn to take care of one another um, there's this podcast I listen to the Joe Rogan Experience and he he basically breaks it down to you know, every human being right now on the planet needs two essential items. They need food and shelter. And he has this, I'm not sure if it's his idea, it's it's somebody that he read, but he told me about it. And it's like, each person in America gets $12,000 a year to provide for their families. Now, will those people spend $12,000 on, you know, drugs, alcohol, or something else, you know, some illicit materials? Or will they, you know, use that money to provide for their family and what would they do with it? But... It made me think, though, like, literally everybody just wants those two things. Of course, the material possessions come into play. You know, I want this new car. I want this new uh, HVAC system for my house. I want my neighbor to think I'm more rich than him. Like, all these things, like, happen, like, to distract us from, like, really, like, our primitive needs, and our primitive needs, I think, have been stripped from us because of, you know, like, the times we're living in and, like, the fact that I can chunk data and I have 141 podcast episodes that you can go back and listen to. It's like a time machine for me. And recently I've been going back and listening to old episodes, so I'm just like, Jesus, like, why did I say that? I should take this down. I'm like, no, I shouldn't take that down. I should leave that because it's like, that was me then, you know what I mean? Like, And, like, yeah. so we're just, like, so, like, thrusted by, like, you know... Uh, how we interact with each other and like social media but really it just comes down to is like I just need something to eat and I need something to, you know somewhere to sleep
1: yeah um well I think when our lives were more fo- like you know when we were not living in houses when when we were like still like hunter-gatherers or whatever and our main focus of the entire day was just getting food and making sure we had enough food for that day and and having shelter to sleep, then I think in a way uh, it was a lot easier, life was a lot easier because we didn't have, you know, that, it's a simple purpose in life. So as we kind of get richer as a whole, or at least seemingly richer, and and we all have houses, and most of us can afford at least some sort of food, um, I think it's harder to feel fulfilled because we don't know what our purpose is, and it becomes a spiritual Issue of um, kind of just the human condition in general. I mean, life is hard. Even for pe- life isn't easy for anyone. Even for really rich people who have everything, they might think they want and, and definitely everything they need to survive. They're not necessarily happy or fulfilled, so, and that's just part of the human condition. I and mean, we don't. Nobody has an answer to that. But. As that ties into hatred, is I think that people just have a lack of peace or calmness in themselves. I, I don't think people, most people don't know, um, I don't think they can feel how to have any sort of, like, rest or break from their anxieties or just, you know, the uncertainty of being alive. And this is a lot of people's argument for religion, I guess, because a lot of, like, the things you hear in Christianity and stuff is that, you know, God is a refuge or God is somewhere that, where you can rest, you know, no matter what trials you're going through, you can rest in God. And even if you're not a religious person, I think that's a really valuable thing to just remember. And if you don't like the concept of God, you can even just remember that you can rest in yourself. There's always like a pillar of calm. It's in everyone somewhere in there. I like to imagine it like the eye of a hurricane I guess it ties back to Hurricane Harvey, but Mm -hmm. there's always gonna be like a storm swirling, even in your own self. But if you can find like the eye, that's kind of where balance is, where you can rest. And it's not gonna like fix all your problems, but you'll at least kind of, at least I view people that are really hateful and angry as they just don't, they have no respite from anything. They're just caught in that storm. And it's just like fear and anger and hate.
0: Yeah, it's, it's scary how that, you know, is kind of become, like, our um, our go-to. Like, uh, when I was on vacation last week, I, I would turn my phone off in the morning, and I wouldn't turn it on again until I went yeah. to bed. And, like, I just completely disconnected. I deplugged, you know. And, like, I guess, like, me even saying this now is, will be a reminder for myself of when I listen back to this podcast and, you know, however much time. Like, that is so important. Like, we have to, like, get... And it's kind of weird saying it because I want you to listen to this podcast on your phone or your computer or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, you need to get away from all that stuff. You need to just, like, learn to relax and just, like, have your eyes, like, up, you know, like, and and it's weird because I am totally, like, you know, sometimes obsessed with the phone. Like, I can't put it down. But then, yeah. I, you know, like, you, like I think even if it's for, like, a couple hours a day, and, like, we, we have this, like, notion, too, it's like, well, I text you four times, you didn't you didn't hit me back, or you didn't call me, and yeah. it's like, Jesus Christ, like... And it's,
1: yeah, busy or
0: something. <laughs> it's a recurring theme that I bring up all the time, and it's just, like, yeah. I'm trying to deal with it in, my, I guess, my own way of, like, trying to make these moments of deplugging or, like, just being in the moment... But um, totally like what you were saying about like people having rest and stuff like that and like there is elements I think in all religions that, you know, um, come into play, can give people peace but it should bring you actual peace. It shouldn't be like, oh, I want to focus on the after party. Like I want to be, I want, I'll, I'll only rest when I'm dead if I make it into heaven. Yeah. Oh my God, you know, and like, and it's just like, great. Okay, that'd be awesome if that does exist. But at the same time... Why, like, wouldn't you want to enjoy yourself now? Why would you want to just wait for dessert when you have this, like, great meal in front of you? And, like, so many people just kind of, like, rush through their days to, like, get to the next thing or, or um, yeah. you know. And, like, it's weird. Like, there's so many people right now, like, as we we're recording this podcast who are watching the news, who are trying to, like, feel empathy towards these people, who are trying to connect. And, you know, there's a handful of people out there who I know are, like, totally emotionally affected by what's going on because they value life and you know, empathy and like all these things but then there's a, a lot of people who just really don't give a shit and like they're not the type of, like they don't give a shit about that and they're the same type of person who will cut you off at a like a red light and they're the same type of person who will take your parking spot if you're waiting for it and it's just like, I just think that if we all got a chance to either experience something or if we all could just like maybe you know, help one another it wouldn't be so like you know like it's just like the times we're living in it's just like jesus man can't we just have like something good happen but you know to, to turn the tides now um to talk about like how music can help people and stuff like that last night the mtv music awards was talking about how music can be the the healing voice that allows people to connect and stuff like that and i do believe that i believe that music can can bring peace so Let's make a transition from light from darkness to light, and let's talk about your album, My America. Okay. So, I know you've been you've been playing music a really long time. So I I tried to go back on MySpace (laughs) downtown downtown Harvest today to find it was the psychedelic. Tell me the name of the band again. The psychedelic Psychedelic fuzz. fuzz. Yeah, I knew. And what year was that?
1: I think it formed, like, my senior year of high school, so I guess it would have been, like, 2004. Man, my time period was way
0: only, up. I thought it was, like, 2000. I, okay, yeah, I remember it, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't... I mean, I can't remember
1: exactly. It may be 2003, but I think it was, like, 2004, and then we only played for, like, a couple years, like, maybe till like, 2006 or 2007. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of, like, my first actual band. I mean, besides from played with some other people, but that was the first time that I like performed with a band and I sang and, and played piano, keyboards with them.
0: And then since I, I... Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually just listened like randomly to that album the other day.
1: I was, I was like, wow, it's kind of better than I thought it would be like after so many years. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be terrible. I was like, oh, it's okay. It was, it was like a trip, a trip down memory lane, memory lane to hear it again for sure.
0: So from that time period up until today, you've continued your musical journey doing things. I think it was probably like uh, two years ago on social media, I started seeing you posting more things. Um, You're hanging out with my brother. My brother was telling me about all the cool stuff you're doing and the imagery. I love the photographs. I love the... Like, you know, yeah, the space age, like almost David Bowie, yeah. like, you know, like when you look, when you take a band photo, like, it's gotta be like something cool to look at, you know I mean? It can't be somebody yeah. just like, you know, with a leather jacket up against the concrete wall. You want to see something, you know, cra- I, I, at least I know I want to see something, uh, crazy or something, you know I mean? I want, I want my mind to think when I'm like looking at or looking or listening to music in general, but, um. Real quick, so we give the Bobcast listeners an idea of what, what I'm talking about. Let's take a listening okay. to uh, "He Cannot Heal Her" from your album okay. "I America" here on the
1: Bobcast.
0: Back here with Eric on the Bobcast, so uh, he cannot heal her. Yeah, you want to yeah. tell the Bobcast about uh, that song?
1: rock bands and i just got kind of set up with that and then in conjunction with you know not feeling well i just kind of quit all the bands and kind of just retreated to heal and kind of figure out my health and um, that's when i started making these writing these songs for the solo album and he cannot heal her is kind of um a song just about that struggle and it, it was almost about um the he is supposed to be God in whatever form you, you like to think of it in. So it was kind of like, at the time, I kind of felt like I was just, like, asking, you know, like, how can I get better? I was just kind of asking, like, desperately, like, please, God, can you help me? And um, I at the time, anyway, I felt like he didn't. Like the only way I was going to get better is if I did it on my own. So that's kind of the sentiment of that song, and there's, that sentiment is also kind of in a couple other um, songs on the album. And I chose that one, I guess, because to the plan podcast because it's kind of like the overarching theme of that album, mixed with also the theme of America in general. So it kind of relates to our country, I suppose.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll also we'll have a link down here in the podcast so people can go check it out uh you can purchase the physical cd you can purchase the mp3 um I, ha- it or I, have too. I had um a friend um who had lyme disease as well and um he he told me just how much it sucked and I, i'm sorry to, to learn that that you had to go through that because i heard it's just an awful awful ordeal yeah for me it can be really extreme um for me i actually
1: had it when i was, like, when I was Mm -hmm. And we, we, I didn't get, like, symptoms directly. Like, some people have paralysis and stuff because they can attack your nervous system. Um, So I didn't, I was, frankly, spared from that kind of stuff, but I did ever since then, like, to make a long story short, I mean, there's more factors, but ever since then, I kind of started to have chronic pain in my muscles and, like, headaches and stuff. And then at various points in my life, it's been, more or less debilitating. So that one point, like right after I graduated college, when I quit and all that performing in all the rock bands, was kind of one of the most debilitating mm-hmm. points. Where even I was having trouble playing piano for more than like five minutes, hands together at at a time, because I was having so much pain. So I'm just really happy that I've worked up from that. Now, you know, I can do like three hours solo piano gigs um, and be okay. So well,
0: that's great. Yeah,
1: definitely something I crawled out of
0: there. Some people would say that some of the greatest music comes from pain.
1: Yeah. You know? I was, thinking, yeah, I was thinking the other day, I mean, creativity in general is kind of has to come out of a little bit of an anxiety because
0: if you're completely peaceful and content, then I don't really think you feel the urge to create
1: anything. Yeah. So, totally. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I, I don't know. I'm always struggling. Do I, you know, need like
0: a little bit of this, uh, discontent so that I can make something? <laughs> it is true. I mean, um, I think Kurt Kurt Cobain said. Uh, I mean, he had a uh, infamous uh, stomach, chronic stomach pain. Some yeah. some people would argue that he made the whole thing up, which was an excuse for him to use heroin. But there was documented cases of him like being like you know backstage before a show and like complete utter pain. And in one yeah. interview, I heard him say once that he he thought that without that pain, he never would be able to scream the way he did because he said the scream came from the same exact place in his stomach that was always like you know in like chronic pain so oh, wow. I, I totally I, like pain like you know like uh, not physical pain obviously, but emotional pain, all those things can contribute towards, you know lots of different things uh, musicals, landscape, uh, you know, like I feel as if when people yeah. find themselves really uh, flustered or if they're in physical pain or, you know, even the slightest type of, like, you know, um, creativity or, or even for people who aren't necessarily artists or s- something like that, like maybe even just, like, um, cleaning their house, you know, like... Right. It can help you through it, but I guess pain in general is just a reminder for everybody to to realize, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like it's not a lot of times, like you were saying, like, you know, people who are in chronic pain asking God, why are you doing this to me? Why?" You know, like, like a lot of times I, I feel as if, like, people should really start to focus more on um, themselves to help fix themselves, you know? Like, you have to bring that power. Because if, you know, there is a God, then that means that God is in, was, was within you. Like, so you're actually asking him or her to um, help you, but really, like, you know, some of the greatest, like, you know, comeback stories... Come from people who start to believe in themselves again.
1: Yeah, and that's also a big theme on the album, and I guess kind of a conclusion that it all came to years later is that uh, it's not necessarily negating any higher power, but you can't be passive. We can't just sit there and not believe in yourself, like you said, and then like expect that God will do it. Like you have to be an active participant in the healing, and it it has to be. Uh, I think you've said it perfectly, yeah, you have to believe in yourself and have some sort of faith that you're, you know, it's going to be okay for you. Because if you're just thinking, if you're just worrying all the time, then it's just, that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: Yeah, we don't want people to worry no more, but um, what we do want you to do is we want you to come to the rooftop of Whole Foods Yeah. <laughs> on September 15th, 2017. Um, I have, uh, I've decided, I mean, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, I, look, I'm not, I I don't have uh, $25,000, like uh, the celebrities right now are donating towards the Red Cross, I I really don't have much, I don't know how I can uh, help, so, I mean, I just decided this morning that uh, all pre-sale tickets for Top of the World 6, um, from starting from, I mean, if, if somebody bought them, like, when I put them out there, like, a week ago, that money, and the money... From today up until the show, I'm going to donate all to the Red Cross. So if you buy a ticket at Whole Foods right now, it's $5. $5, ladies and gentlemen, for 10 bands. All your money will be going towards uh, relief. Uh, Hopefully, they can, you know, it's going to take years to help the people there. And uh, it's just a small contribution, but I encourage all the people who are listening there to do something like that. It doesn't have to be donating towards the Red Cross, it could be stopping to give somebody a ride who looks like they're you know, ready to keel over, it could be, you know, yeah. doing small acts of kindness, and I think that they maybe, uh, in summary of this podcast, we can make the world a better place, but um, I want to thank you for coming on the show, I want to thank you for uh, telling, uh, sharing your story with us, and um, I, I really look forward to your set up there. Yeah, I'm really excited, thanks for organizing everything and having me on. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Bobcast.